I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Part 2. Paul in. Giving God Yourself. When it comes to contemplating spiritual mysteries, the concept of the soul remains somewhat elusive. It's unlikely anyone could fully understand it this side of eternity. The soul cannot be identified in an MRI, or anatomical drawing either. It cannot be seen, but it can certainly be felt and is worthy of protecting. Even children learn at an early age to pray for its safeguarding. In an old prayer composed by Grace Bridges in 1932, the words, Now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep, petition our good shepherd, to watch over sleeping souls until daybreak. Soul remains an aspect of each of our beings that separates us from both plants and animals, and has the absolute highest divine origins. You may be wondering how a soul can even be defined, much less identified. In the Holman Bible Dictionary, the soul is defined as the vital existence of a human being. Christians believe the soul exists the moment the human being is given life. This side of eternity, both body and soul are embodied together in every human being. In Genesis 2-7, God formed man's body from dust, integrating both together. The soul is not comprised of your DNA. Instead, it can be viewed as a vault, housing the depth of who each person is spiritually. It is of such tremendous value that no single possession exceeds its worth. In Matthew 16:26, Jesus shares, What good would it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? The soul is also referred to as the place of our inmost being. In Psalm 103, we read, Praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. It is also the place of longing where our need for God is most profoundly felt. In Psalm 42.2 we read, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And in Psalm 62.5 we learn from the text that souls find rest in God, our ever-present source of hope. In the Anglican Church, a day is set aside to commemorate the souls that have gone on from this world. Catholics had a similar commemoration, referring to the day as All Saints' Day. Many writers of hymns and praise songs have long been inspired by the vault of the soul and the treasures contained within. In one popular praise song, Bless the Lord, O My Soul, by Jonas Myron and Matt Redman, the writers petition to the Lord that they hope and pray their soul blesses the Lord. They instruct their souls to sing like never before to the Lord as they praise His holy name. And as the hymn concludes, the writers pray through their heartfelt lyrics that they hope, when each of their respective times on earth draws near, that they would perpetually sing praises to the Lord for 10,000 years and beyond. What's inside your soul? If you're like me, it can vary on any given day depending on what I've done to fill it up. But one thing we do know is that our soul is sealed for all eternity when we give our heart, soul, and mind to Jesus Christ. If I've invested time in studying God's Word and singing His praises, my soul will surely feel its eternal worth. 
But if I've let busyness and distraction, or even temptation, get a foothold, I'm filled with a deep reservoir of longing that remains unquenched until I take steps to fill it up again with all the right things. I'm more mindful these days to set my intention to fill up my soul to the brim with every good and perfect thing from above, as we are reminded to do in James 1.7. Join me in a quest to cultivate an all-in attitude to love God with all my soul, my very innermost being. I'd like to share an excerpt now from my last book, The Vault Door, and this entry is entitled, Investing in Security in Our Final Destination. It's a bittersweet rite of passage when a child that once delighted in the magic of toys suddenly prefers gift cards for gasoline and peppermint lattes. There's not much of a Kodak moment involved in envelope ripping. Thank heavens for grandchildren and the ability to start the toy process anew with the new generation. While I admit the idea of shopping with a gift card is exciting to experience, I must confess I've had a hard time trusting its process when it comes to my offspring. When I'm buying them for others, I'm always a little anxious that they aren't being loaded properly or that they're going to be hidden restrictions. And as a recipient, I have occasionally tried to use one at a store when there's a glitch on the register, refusing it one minute and inexplicably taking it moments later. Thankfully, our most important divine transaction is bathed in a security level that cannot be compromised by anyone or anything. When we give our hearts to Jesus, God seals the deal for our eternal destiny when it comes to our souls. We are told in Romans 11.29 that the gifts of God are irrevocable. The gifts of redemption from the pit, absolution, peace that passes all understanding, community with other believers, and being grafted into his forever family provides the restoration of our earthly bodies and our immortal destiny. These are gifts that really do keep on giving and never lose their priceless value. From time to time, committed Christians may struggle with that assurance. My mother wrestled with such nagging feelings of doubt as she was nearing the end of her life. As she deteriorated from lung cancer that had spread to her brain, she would say things like, well, I hope I'm going to heaven. When I would reassure her that she didn't need to have any doubts, she would sort of nod her head without seeming fully convinced, as if she worried about some fine print keeping her out of the curly gates. One obstruction to assurance involves misguided notions that performance plays a part in our salvation. Some Christians mistakenly believe their checklist of earthly service lacks the requisite good deeds or that they are devout enough or obedient enough or haven't given enough. Though consciously we know salvation is a free gift from God, and that's from Romans 6.23, the temptation to de-emphasize grace can actually strangle our hope, and perhaps in some cases, our salvation if it isn't rooted in redemption, repentance, and an all-in attitude of accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We need to be truly mindful of the blessed assurance that not only is Jesus ours, but we are His. One of the most comforting passages in the Bible, Romans 8, 38-39, reminds us of the important truth that not even death or life, angels or rulers, things present or things to come, or any other creative thing, will have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And that's the most important treasure we can store 
in our vaults. And the keys to kingdom living are the eternal security of the authentic believers is fully assured. And the doorpost is, everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. And that's from John 6, 37. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.